Hello, PolyM fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome back to another discussion with Talk Your Poly Off. Hi, yeah. Bella. Hello, Monsuda. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. My tummy's nice and full and happy from some yummy pizza we had. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I said that like I didn't know we had pizza. I know. Oh, good for you. Yay. Where'd you get it from? <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of pizza, yeah. as indirectly as I possibly can, <laughs> since we've gotten back on air in 2021, I've gotten a question and uh, was not through the typo phone, mm-hmm. but... I was asked, what kind of resolutions are you making for 2021? Uh, so I hate the word resolution. Yeah? Yeah. I love fresh starts, but the whole like, what's your resolution? I don't know. It's cliche for me. That's fair. A lot of people don't like it. I think that regardless of the word you use, mm-hmm. a lot of people try to use the beginning of the new year to... Try to improve upon themselves. It's like a benchmark. Definitely. And we have been doing that, mm-hmm. actually. And I think that's why it was asked to me, because we mentioned it, I think, on the first podcast of 2021. Mm-hmm. But it was just in passing. So maybe on this discussion, we talk about what we're doing for our moving forward. <laughs> our New Year reboot. Well, yeah. And then how it might help apply to our polyamorous life what do you feel about that sure i mean i definitely like the new year just like i like a a monday or a first of the month or any fresh start benchmark kind you of like thing. a monday i do like mondays they're so busy at work that it flies like the day goes so fast and then if I plan something after work, like I know I'm going to come home and do something specific, I look forward to it. And then Mondays are actually really good. Yeah, I agree. I don't have the same outlook that you do. <laughs> Not many do. But I don't detest do. Mondays like some people do. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely have been running with my goal setting stuff for 2021. Yeah. And for me... It honestly, I think, started more September, October, a few months back. Yeah, you like to ramp up to the new year. I do. And I kind of, (laughs) if you've been following us since last year, I'm a little bit obsessed with journals and planners and trying to, I mean, I've gone through the passion planners and bullet journals and Rachel Hollis's start today journal. And I've gone through a million different ways And there's bits and pieces from things that I love, but then they don't quite work exactly how I want. Right. So then I think it was October, I got hooked on Happy Planner and wanted to give it a shot those last three months of the year before really digging into 2021. Right. So I kind of got to like play around with it. And while I was doing that, I also ordered um, power sheets from Cultivate What Matters And that is specifically to focus on your year's goals. Okay. So you 
go into a new year, mm -hmm. setting up your journal, preparing, thinking about what you want to do, and you're pretty much pre-planning the next year, a couple months in advance. And when that new year hits, you've got your format done, you've got your groundwork done, and you're just off to the races to work on these things. Yep. I will explain how I do things. Yes. The new year hits, I shake off all of the alcohol I drink, <laughs> and I just dive in head first mm -hmm. and see what happens. Oh, it gives me such anxiety. It works for you, but it would never work for me. <laughs> right. Well... It hasn't quite worked for me as much as I'd like it to. Oh, yeah? So this year, I've decided that I'm going to try to take a page from your journal and work on my own blueprint. Right. I mean, okay, so I don't just blindly run into the year. <laughs> but generally, I think about it coming up to the new year or directly after the new year starts. And I pretty much just write out what I want what I'm going to work on, and, you know, hope that something manifests off this one sheet of paper that I normally do. Right. This time around, I'm going to try something a little different because there's a lot of areas that I want to improve. And I've been watching you in the years that we've been together do journaling stuff at some nature or another. Like, even in the beginning, I remember one of our dates to Barnes & Noble's you got really excited over a, a blank journal. Yep. And you got that journal that day, and you were really excited about it. I think I still even have it here. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> so, as much as I'm not a planning person, and as much as I'm shy on the calendar, I figured this year I'm going to go all in and see how it goes. And, and part of it is for my polyamorous life, and part of it's for my work life and my financial life. You know, I've got a lot of areas that I want to fulfill or round out in ways that are beneficial and more productive than last year and yeah. maybe even the year before. Well, I think the more rounded we are as people, and for me, I know I really enjoy dating people who are focused on personal development and growth. So if you're working on trying to improve all these different facets of your life, then I think it'll have a greater impact and effect on your dating life, you know? And then it, it even changes that, like, all the virtual dating we're having to do these days because you can't meet up with everybody. Yeah. So then it comes down to, oh, you know, what are you up to today? And instead of the boring, oh, nothing. Oh, well, today I'm focusing on this piece of one of my goals, you know, it kind of gives you not only something to talk about, but if you make improvements in these other small sections of your life, it'll cascade into your polyamory life. Yeah, definitely. So we figured that because it's been asked of us how we do things and what we're doing, that we would just share with everybody. Yeah. You know, it is a new year. Uh, we're still in January and it's a great time to really sit down and look at where you are and where you want to be yes. and if that's in your work life cool if that's in polyamory because one of the things that we get online a lot is people aren't sure how to go about doing polyamory in a way that makes them feel happy mm -hmm. how to connect or who to meet or this is a way that we could use to improve ourselves even to achieve those goals 
Definitely. And for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you, I always start with big, big picture. I try and picture myself 10 years from now. And if my life was just where I wanted it to be, what would it look like? And in great detail, and I'll just scribble down whatever thoughts come to mind, sentences, words, descriptions. And from that, I'll pull it back a little bit and try and just think about a year. Okay, well, if that's where the direction I want to go and that's what I want it to look like in 10 years, what can I achieve in this next 12 months, this year, that'll put me on a path towards that 10-year dream? Okay, I can see that. That's where I start. That's my basic idea of how I figure it out. Okay. I generally have historically gotten a piece of paper, drew a line down the middle... (laughs) On one side, put what I want, and the other side, put what I don't want. Yep. Or what I'm happy with, or what I'm dissatisfied with. Now, how do you figure out what categories of your life? Like, do you literally just sit there and you're like, oh, I know I'm unhappy here, and I'm happy here, and I want to improve here. And you, you just pick it out, like, in a current situation. Well, the best way to describe it is I start out just with whatever's most present on my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm really not happy with where I am financially. Write that down. Oh, I wish I could be doing better for this partner here. Write that down. I really love this thing that I've done this year. Write that down. So you just kind of do a brain dump of everything. And then within the next hour or two, I end up with what can only be described as the closed shuttered apartment of a conspiracy theorist (laughs) because I've got papers everywhere. I've got notes here and I've got notes there and I've got this book open and I've got strings of yarn drawn from one part of the wall (laughs) to the next. And I've really mapped out like it's a deep dive conversation with myself. We've Mm -hmm. talked about deep dive in the past and that's usually what happens. And then I just ruminate on everything that I've seen and then Then I'll make my one-page list of, like, what parts of my relationship I want to work on and and how do I want to improve my career, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And in that one page is my guiding light for the rest of the (laughs) I mean, it still sounds like a good starting place, you know, that gets it out of your brain and you've got a direction to go. Yeah, but those notes, you know, you have to put them all away. Yeah. And they take up a lot of space and it's unorganized and... You got post-it notes and and notebook paper and printer (laughs) paper. So it's a mess. So what'd you do different? This year, like I said, I stole a page from your journal. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of compiled my own. And I thought it would be kind of fun for you and I to both, you know, maybe talk about the layout of our little books of joy here. Okay. And see how our different thought processes work. Because that's really what's going on is that we're having this conversation with a bunch of people. Everyone has different thought processes. Yep. And sometimes you just get stuck like, how am I supposed to do this this way? Or, you know, this journal, as Bella said, covers these couple of things, but it doesn't cover some of the things I want. So how do I? So while we're not telling you how to do anything, we're just sharing our experience with you so that perhaps it might bring you something that you hadn't thought about yet. Right. And again, I've done this over the years, narrowing down what worked and what didn't work. So for me, 
Happy Planner was the way to go in my day-to-day life organization. And I Franken-planned is what they called the shit. <laughs> I Franken-planned the shit out of this thing. I took multiple planners. I think I've got three different planners in this one under a single cover. And I've got tabs at the top for different sections of my life. And then some of it has calendar. Some of it just has worksheets. So I basically broke down my planner into my daily calendar, my health section for all my health goals and tracking my food and tracking my exercise and stuff like that to my business and social media. Then my personal goals, a journaling section and a budgeting section. Okay. And I've got sheets to work on and notes to take and calendars to fill and all sorts of things broken down into those, what, six different categories? She legit has entire booklets full of stickers. (laughs) Like a dump truck's worth. If any of you are happy planner people, you understand the sticker problem. And this year they came out with Disney and princess stuff. Oh, I lost my shit. Yeah, you did. I watched a couple of times. Yeah. (laughs) So. So you got all that broken down. What's the side tabs? That's your. Those are the months. Oh, okay. So at the top of my planner, it's got those six tabs for the sections. Okay. And then on the side is the month. So the two that I use the calendar on Uh is my daily calendar. That's just the calendar of whatever's going on stuff. The other section of January, February, March that I have in here is under the health tab because that's where I want to track my food and my exercise. So those two have calendars in those sections. Okay. So that's the thing that I'm seeing here is you got January, February, and March in two different places, but you're only doing three months right now. Yes. Because that's all that you're overflowing planner and i lied i've got three calendars so i've got a calendar in my daily calendar Uh i've got a calendar in my health section for food and exercise and then i've got a calendar in our business section for social media stuff okay okay so goals journaling and budget just has worksheet stuff i see okay well that's cool because like already you've got so much going on here that you're setting it up as a quarterly function Yes, I've got it up as a quarterly, and I've got a size journal that's less than the full piece of paper, so I can stick it in a purse and take it with me, and it can go everywhere. So if I'm listening to other people's podcasts at work, or an idea pops into my brain for our business, I can jot it down. It's with me all the time. However, it's only January, and I'm starting to get nervous that it's too much in one. Like, I'm even already like, oh, maybe I should move our business stuff to a separate journal that just stays on my desk or something. Like, I'm a little worried already. Okay. So we'll see how it works for me through the year. But this is what I prepped and planned on. So I'm going to start with that. Okay. So I have a question for you. Yes. You've got a ton of calendar stuff in there. Yes. Why not just use your Google Calendar for this? I do use my Google Calendar still, especially when we're out and about and someone's like, oh, what are you doing on this day or whatever. And I can look at my phone real quick and pop it up. However, I'm a little bit more crafty and you can't put a sticker in Google. Oh, okay. Okay. So I also like writing things down. Same thing kind of with journaling, right? I like to blog. I like to type. But for some reason, there's something different about handwriting for me and... 
with the calendar stuff, I tend to remember it. But most of it for me, having the paper calendar is a crafty thing. And I mean, so I've got this paper calendar that's in a planner type that goes with me everywhere. Right. I've got a paper desk calendar that sits on my home desk. Uh-huh. I've got a whiteboard business calendar up on the wall. <laughs> and then I've even got like a wall calendar at my work cubicle. So I've got flipping calendars. And the wall calendar. Everywhere. In the kitchen. Yes. Everywhere. I consider the planner and my Google calendar to be the masters. And they're, they should be mirrors of each other. So one's just electronic in case I don't have my paper with me. Gotcha. So how does all of this help your polyamorous lifestyle? I'm way more organized. I can tell you that. So if it wasn't COVID and I could actually plan events and dates and things like that, I would have a really good understanding of what we have going on, where our budget is, what where I have time to make room for things, place to write ideas down. If I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool to do an event in this space with this theme or whatever. It helps me just feel organized about it. It kind of, just like your brain dump, it gets everything out of my head and onto paper in one organized place. Okay. All right. That's cool. As far as my goal stuff, yeah, I'm using the power sheets for goals. That was a whole other job in itself to work through all of that prep work for the New Year's goals. And with that, I'm basically going to sticky note the crap out of the house and keep some of that in my goals section of my happy planner. Okay. So I'm working on it over here, but then I'm going to kind of transfer it to the planner I carry with me. And I'm going to put sticky notes all over the house. I'm looking forward to that. It's good. It's good. Fair. All right. So what is your new... Well, I still did my conspiracy theorist brain dump. Right. And at the beginning of the year, I want to say the second is when we sat down and did all of this stuff. Yes. And it started out kind of in the same way. I have this habit of writing notes when I'm out and about on random pieces of paper, coming home with pockets full of paper, (laughs) and then just piling them out with my wallet. And I keep them collected in various notebooks or in various places, and and I always promise to come back to them Mm -hmm. and don't always come back to them. Now, I don't use Google Calendar. I've historically had my partners manage my calendar for me. It's been fun. Right. (laughs) But then I get snide shit like that. And think maybe I should put a thing on the calendar once in a while to make it look like I'm trying, which is what I did. (laughs) Every now and then it's like, whoa, who put that on there? That's weird. So I think that as I was coming into this new year, there's a lot of stuff like having 2020 to really reflect on your personal business did quite a number on me. And so... I knew that I needed to try something different coming into 2021 because 2020 wasn't working for me. Not just because of the coronavirus and the lockdowns or the quarantines or, you know, any of that. But it was shining very big spotlights on certain aspects of my life. Whether it was work or finances or, really importantly, relationships. Mm -hmm. And I know that when you're in quarantine and you're not really leaving your house... It's easy to not work on certain things like work 
finances or relationships. <laughs> and it creates kind of an absentee feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I like, and that's not what I want to do, and that's not what I want to be. And all of my little scraps of paper weren't coalescing magically on their own. <laughs> so I needed to do it. So I took the time and dragged all that out. And your happy planner business seemed like a solid concept. And I'm not generally one to knock something before trying it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try this planner thing. And I'm going to try to be organized. Because that's one thing I've historically wanted to be better at is organization. I got, you know, I know where everything is on my desk, even if Bella doesn't believe that. (laughs) (laughs) And my toolbox is organized and my workspace is organized. But as far as a life organization thing, it's a little harder for me because it's, it's not physical. It's kind of a meta experience, right? right? And I do really good with physical, visual, tangible things, but not so good with ethereal concepts (laughs) yeah so when i was bringing all of my stuff together i would eventually sort all of my scraps of paper out or my notes out into relevant fields and i basically came up with six yeah which i will share with you now (laughs) so uh, i don't have top tabs like bella has i actually made one of these planner books it was it was really cute actually to watch i'm not I'm not the type to normally journal or planner, so this is a new experience, and we'll see. I'm going to talk about this as the year goes on, hopefully, because I want to keep tuned in on it, because there's a lot that I put in here that I it means a lot to my core. Yeah. And so I do want to come back and revisit where we are with our goals and stuff as the year goes on. To kind of see what kind of progress we're making. Yeah. For other people who might be like me and are a little skeptical. But it was pretty cute because if anyone knows Happy Planner, it's like very cutesy feminine type stuff. And the There's one... a lot of cupcakes and rainbows. Yes. And the one that we found for him was probably the least, we could the least feminine. But he took it, flipped the covers around, added some stickers of his, added a lot of stickers of his, really just made it his own. And whereas my perfectionist brain is like, oh, I like things pristine and proper and perfect. He was like, nah, we're going to rip this apart. I don't need those pages and put these stickers on this page. And I'm like, oh, God, it's stressing me out. (laughs) But it was really cute to watch him make it his own. So and the other thing, seeing how we're going to talk about that really quick, is that when I see this, I kind of visualize that this is what someone's brain looks like. You know, yours is... You're making sure that all the little (laughs) stickers are lining up with the printed lines on the page. And I am a little more chaotic. (laughs) I didn't use Happy Planner stickers. I use some... I collect stickers for some weird reason. A lot of superhero ones. And it looks more like a high school binder. (laughs) From the 90s. From the 80s, bruh. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I figured I'm going to actually try this thing this way. So the six aspects of my life, I broke down to three internal and three external. Mm -hmm. And these are all things that I want to improve on. Maybe it's not bad, but it's not good in the way that I want it to be. Yeah, it's just not not where you want it. Right. So my internal are carried over from 
all of my time in martial arts, mm -hmm. where we always trained our mind, our body, and our spirit, yep. or our soul, or however you want to call it. So my first three tabs are mind, body, and spirit. And those are all internal things, things that I want to work on on the inside. And then my next three tabs are relationship, wealth, and fun. Nice. Now, for me, wealth is... I could have written finances, but I didn't have enough room for that long of a word. <laughs> so wealth just fit better. So I just chose wealth because, I mean, we all want to be a little better than we are. Yeah. And this covers a lot of aspects from my job to banking to investments or whatever. So I just kind of wanted to get something that encapsulated that general thing. Yeah, that works. So that's what I broke my six down to. And then I've got my calendar in the back. I am going to try to calendar this year. That's one of my attempts at being better. So, and and like you, I prefer to have a written thing mm -hmm. because there's there's just some beautiful feeling about writing versus typing. Yeah, I feel like the electronic version of the calendar is really great for me when it comes to alerts and reminders. Like if I yeah. set the alarm on it to, to tell me, half an hour before I'm supposed to be somewhere. Great. Cool. Like it's really great for that. But I see my calendar if it's on my desk or whatever, like I can visually see that. And for me, when I make it all pretty with all the stickers and fun, like, Oh, I want to see what I have on my calendar today. Like I right. get all excited about it versus just Google calendar. <laughs> right. Well, pro tip, the Google calendar is great for the alerts, especially if you're, mildly to excessively forgetful like yes. I am. Yeah. And I mean I I probably don't need to tell a lot of you that because you know, not everyone's brand new to polyamory or scheduling. <laughs> the Google Calendar comes in the poly like orientation book. Is Google Calendar. <laughs> so and then you know, there's not really much going on in 2021 because it's not much different than 2020 so far. Right. So I basically put in like birthdays and anniversaries and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And that was a quick trip through calendar lane. Well, and that's really interesting too, because in years past when we've done this and looked at the calendar, we were planning like um, DS events once a month and we were planning game nights every other week and we would plan holiday parties yeah. and poly meetups at our local bar. Like we literally had like at least four different parties slash events a month that we were planning at continuously. Least, yeah. yeah. So this was a little weird, but we're getting back into it. Hopefully. I mean, not weird for me because I didn't do a lot of calendars, so. <laughs> but really, okay. So let's bring this all back. Cause we've, we've kind of talked about the format of our, our planner or our journal or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And you might not be out there thinking, oh, well, I should get my planner or my journal put together. I think it might be a good idea. It might not. But the reason we're bringing this up is because we're also wanting to talk about how we want to improve and where we want to improve for the sake of this podcast for our polyamorous life. Yeah, we're going to get a little bit, I don't know, a little bit vulnerable with you, I suppose. Yes. And we're going to share some of our goals or at least some of our categories of things. And see if anything connects with you. Do you want to start or do you want me to go? Oh, I'll nail it. All right. <laughs> so really, when I break mine down to the three internals and the three externals, I try to find the root of what I want to be better. Like, I could say I want an extra 50 bucks a month. 
and that's great, but you got to figure out how you're going to do it or what you're going to want to do and that sort of thing. I, I wrote down what I don't have enough of in my life or what I want more of in my life. Yeah. You know, a better relationships with my partners or being able to see a partner more or, you know, that sort of thing. Right. And then I try to find the goals to achieve that by creating steps for that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that Mine definitely has. Work towards some of what we're talking about yep. already. I've got some yearly goals in some different categories and I broke those down into kind of mini quarterly type goals. And then I broke the mini goals into action steps. And well, tell me one or two. What am I going to do monthly and weekly and that sort of thing? So let's see. Do, 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 do. One of my goals is to really reconnect to my spiritual side. Now, I am a person that takes bits and pieces from different religions, kind of makes it my own. I like to play with energy and meditation, stuff like that. So I have a spiritual goal of finding some more focused meditation, right? So I've got that broken down. And in quarterly, I've got three different monthly goals. So first, I need to create a dedicated meditation space, right? I've got a, like an altar space in my bedroom, but I don't really like where it sits and I can't really get into a good zone there. So it's kind of in a funk. I need a new space. I need to refresh that. Another thing that I want to do, and I spread these out so it's not overwhelming and all at once, I want to create a playlist of some meditation music that I like. Instead of just going to YouTube or Spotify or any of these places and playing something that's already made, I want to piece together stuff that I like in my own playlist, as well as keep a journal of my favorite mantras or prayers to say. Okay. So that's all to stay in my space. So that way I can feel better and more spiritually connected. Now, how would that help you with polyamory? So the more grounded and kind of in tune with where I am internally in a spiritual level will help me connect deeper and more vulnerably with people that I'm partnered with or people that I'm speaking to. If I'm shut off, you know, maybe my throat chakra is blocked and I can't communicate well or whatever it is. And maybe I'm struggling to connect because my heart is a little blocked. Things like that. I need to be aware of it, learn how to work through it, calm my chaos. I don't do well in chaos. So the more spiritually connected I am, the better my relationships will be and my poly will be more fulfilling. I also have a spiritual tab. We're on the same page without doing uh, it together. It's pretty cute. So, but it's a little different in the sense that the mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. So for me, the mind is the intelligence. It's the growing and learning. It's, you know, training with a knowledge base. And in the body, obviously, is physical body. And in the spirit is kind of like the emotional side or the, the wisdom side mm -hmm. of things. And so, whereas, like, if I had in my mental side, I want to read a new book every month, mm -hmm. as an example, to help me get more knowledgeable, <laughs> the spiritual side would be that... It's not that I want to read a book a month, but it's that I want to take the time to sit with certain feelings so that I know how I handle them mm -hmm. 
or I want to learn how to better communicate with a partner so that I'm not just speaking my language, I'm speaking theirs as well. Yeah. So my spiritual side uh, should be filling up more and more with maybe notes I've taken on something like that or, or observations I've had or, you know. Something. Yeah, I like that. Now, I don't do the quarterly breakdown that Bella does. I am actually holding my book. I guess I would say I'm more plain and more straightforward. So because I'm not really doing quarterly stuff, I guess if you looked at my financial side or my body side, mm -hmm. I really want to focus 2021 on my physical health and improving that yeah. and getting back to a place that I used to be before I moved to this side of the state. Because I've kind of let myself go, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and I want to catch myself back up. Right. And so while I may not have quarterly goals, I know that I'm going to I know that I've built a workout plan and I'm going to log that and log what I've been doing and write down on a monthly what my achievements were. Yeah. So I'm still going to have some kind of metric so that I can see my progress. And in that, like with the financial, I'm going to, at the beginning of every month, write down what my balances are on all my accounts mm -hmm. and on my credit cards, what my, what my credit scores are. Mm-hmm. So that I can watch that improvement as the months go on and see what months I did exceptionally well. Why did I do well in those months and try to pattern better off of those? Yeah. And I think it'll be kind of fun to keep this for over the years and then look back, you know, five, ten years from now and be like, <laughs> remember when that's where I was at? I'm so much further than that now. Right. And that's kind of a goal I want to get to because especially when it comes to body stuff or mm -hmm. financial stuff where it's pretty easy to measure certain right. things. Okay. In, in 10 year in 10 years where I know that these are the financial goals I want to get to, right? This is where I want to be in my stability level in life. Say 10 years come and go and at the end of that 10th year say this book's still lying around <laughs> and I open it up to January 2021 and see just how little is in my bank account <laughs> and think, geez, how are you not sucking down ramen all day, uh, every day? Yeah. You know, or something like It'll that. It'll be fun it's to look back. a little extreme, but you know, and the same thing with the bodies. You, you can, you can measure the amount of sit-ups or push-ups or the length of time that you've walked or how much you've ran those are great places to start, and they're also great places to help you start building you internally so that you can present yourself externally to the world, whether it's at work or with potential new partners. Well, and I like that you used metrics that aren't your weight or your inches measurements either. Right. You used how many sit-ups you can do or you know how many miles you can run with how many push-ups, you know, things like that to measure your progress. Right. And then you can see your strength building versus just, oh, I lost five pounds this month kind of a thing. Yeah, because sometimes weight loss isn't quite healthy. Right. And I think that's a carryover from my life as a martial arts instructor is that I was still a little larger than what you'd want for a martial arts instructor, but I could run with the best of them and I can keep up with the best of them. Yeah. And I did sparring well with everyone and, and it's... It's not a measure of your body type. It's a measure of your body's activity. 
Right, its ability to do these things. And so it was pretty early in my martial arts career that I got rid of that old concept that you're only fit if you look like a model on a magazine cover. Right. That's not always the case. So, yeah, I don't use those quite so much. No, and I love that, like, our goals kind of align in things, right? We didn't do any of it together, but I've got a spiritual section and you've got a spiritual section. I've got a health and wellness and you've got a body. Like, it's the same type of thing. The other, the last one that I want to mention of mine, uh, specifically in how it pertains to my polyamory life. Yeah. I've got a romance section or category, if you will. Yeah, I have relations. Yeah. And for me, you're my only partner in life right now. And I want to focus, my goal is intentional intimacy. That's the goal itself. And of course, that's broken down again. Things like, you know, making sure we plan more date nights and, you know, doing something special and different versus just dinner and a movie. Because quarantine and we do dinner and a movie all the time. Right. So maybe we order... Maybe we subscribe to that hunt a killer box and do date nights where we solve murder mysteries. Yeah. Things like that. I want to be really intentional. And the intimacy is, sure, it's sexual. I want to plan kink nights that we can do at home and pull out the violet wand and the floggers and the canes and do all the things, the candles and the wax. I'll go get them right now. Yeah, let's do the thing. But So I want to be intentional about planning that, but also making sure that I'm connecting with you in your love language, which is touch. That's your primary, not my primary. So I need to be really aware of that and plan things like, you know, special showers together and oil massages, things that involve more touch. I like where this is going. Right? So not only will that create a bigger spark just between us, but also help me in future relationships, trying to connect to people whose love language doesn't necessarily match mine. Yeah. So I'm... Well, I, I got to interrupt you, though. Okay. I would wager that there's a possibility that someone out there who's listening to this conversation is saying, you shouldn't have to increase your own touch language to match someone else. You should, you should keep your touch language at your level to be comfortable. What are your feelings about that if you're the one writing this stuff? So I'm not changing who I am, you know, with it. I don't receive love in touch. Like, if you want to show me that you love me, acts of service, like getting the dishes done, always huge for me. Um, And then words of affirmation. Like, I want you to tell me that you love me and all the reasons why and all of that. Um, And then quality time. Those are like my top three. So touch and gifts and stuff like that, they're on there. They're just not as high. But I don't mind showing love how someone else receives it. My go-to general is quality time with people. Like, that's typically how I show love. Let's hang out. Let's just be in the same space together. Um, Let's connect that way. And that's great for a lot of people, but sometimes they need more. They need something else. And it's not asking too much for somebody to add in some new things. Nobody's asking me to change. You haven't asked me to do any of this. It's me wanting to make sure our connection stays strong through some of the worst time in our lives in history and making a quick edit to things or thinking outside the box to how we can do things differently, especially because it's coming from me, not you, is still up my alley. So I'm not changing anything to meet yours. Okay. I'm working within my boundaries to 
add some more touch. I'm not going to meet your touch needs because no. you have a high level of touch need that I can't get close to. <laughs> this is why you need five different partners, which is great with me because I can't meet that. But I can increase mine a little bit. Right. Okay. Well, that's fair. So, I mean, I guess we don't need to keep going too no. much further on all of this planner stuff. And, and really, it's not about the planner. This episode is about wanting to better yourself. Mm -hmm. We thought we'd use the planners as a great storytelling technique, I guess. Yeah. Or a shared experience. Of what we're doing. Because we all want 2021 to be better than 2020 was. Right. And, I mean, whether you call it a resolution, whether you set goals... Intentions. Whatever you want to call it. You want to have a better life than you just had in general. Yeah. Is pretty much what I've heard all across the board. And we just wanted to share in ways that we're doing that for us. And hope that it sparks some kind of desire to do that for you. So if you want to share with us the goals that you're making. Or the intentions that you're setting. Or if you like to make resolutions. That's cool too. If you haven't heard already. We've got the new typo phone. The typo phone. That was good. You did that way better I than the did. last episode. So you can call us, leave us a voicemail, ask us a question, or shoot us a text anytime at area code 209-536-8976. 209-536-TYPO. And we'll play it on air if you give us permission, or we'll answer your question, or we'll just love to hear from you. I mean, we all want to grow together, and this is our chance to try to grow together with you so that we can all find more love and more happiness, and if what we're looking for, more partners in 2021, that we have better chances of doing all of that. How you doing? How Hit you me doing? up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Polyam fam, we are going to go work on our planners and try to improve what we've already worked on earlier this month. Yep. Time to get it done. So, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye now. Bye, Polly and fam. Thank you for talking your Polly off with Bella. And Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links. Or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, Check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepolly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And, and love, love without, without limits. limits.